Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Okay, three, two, one, begin. I don't really have a beginning uh, <laughs> kind of sketched out. That's probably something that this, that this podcast wants. Next time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for this time, well, what we're going to do is we're going to say that uh, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. And this podcast, the name of it is The X-Men Files. And we're going to be talking about the comic book, The X-Men. More on that in a minute, because what I want to talk about right now is just how badly the search function on the Marvel uh, comic app sucks. <laughs> so um, I'm going to look for the issue that we're talking about okay. in this in this installment. While I'm doing that, I've got a question, and okay. you already know the answer because we've we've managed to rehearse this. Tell me, Inessa. Yep. Do you like comic books? I do not dislike comic books. <laughs> okay. I have. I you like comic books, and so I like yeah, them because I do, I do. because yeah. you like them, and uh, and I like you. Um, I've never read any comic books, uh, neither as a child nor as an adult. I didn't really okay. know any comic book people, even when I was a. Comic book people meaning people who read comic books, yes. not people in. I didn't comic know books. either. Yeah. I knew people, know people that were in comic okay. books, and I did yeah. not know any people that I what, didn't remember that read comic books. Let's like flashback, and if you were in, like, say, tenth grade, right? And I, I don't. I, I, this is going to sound like a John Hughes movie, but like, like if you're at, at the high school cafeteria and like, like you're Molly Ringwald, and it's um, definitely not Molly Ringwald in the high school cafeteria. You're you're Ali Sheedy. You're you're kind of yeah. yeah okay. But but like, so like Anthony Michael Hall was reading a comic book, um, and I don't even know how like the meet cute happens. But let's say that you're talking to Anthony Michael Hall about comic books. Yeah. Um, he he says to you like oh my god Frank Miller he's like he's just the best oh man what do you what do you think of uh, Frank Miller how do you how do you respond to that I wouldn't have known who Frank Miller was so I would have um, asked I like to think that I would have been nice but in tenth grade you are pretty nice yeah actually. I am now but yeah. in tenth grade um, were you not nice in tenth grade I can I can say that in ninth grade I probably wouldn't have been nice I was very you would um, have been like mean about maybe it? not mean but okay. indifferent okay. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I was very sort right. of image image conscious about what was what was cool and what wasn't. Okay. Uh, by tenth grade, you know, by by twelfth grade, I probably would have been like, "Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more <laughs> about that." And, and you wouldn't. But have I don't meant know it. where you I would have been. It. In when you said grade. like, "Oh, that sounds interesting," maybe you wouldn't not. have meant it. Maybe not. It would have been like somebody, uh, maybe not Anthony Michael Hall, not even Judd Nelson, but but like somebody said like, "Like, oh, what do you think of the new Husker Du album?" And you would have said, "Well, that sounds interesting." Something like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> so so that's, that, that was a nice uh, that was a nice time killer for us to uh, sort of painfully use the scroll wheel on the mouse to find <laughs> X Men issue number one hundred and thirty eight, and that gives us maybe belatedly an opportunity to talk about what it is that we're doing here, because uh, this is not about us imagining what each of us would have been like in high school. In high school, because that's horrifying. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't want to, I no, I don't want to, I don't want to relive that. <laughs> but what we are talking about, um, 
because I've not really told you why it is that I want to do this. Right. And and now is that awkward moment when I reveal this to you. Okay. <laughs> because uh, I, I started reading the X-Men. Take a step back. I started reading the X-Men at the age of eight, younger than the age of our two children. Now. Right. But I started rereading it uh, kind of off and on, but like in earnest, maybe about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to do is I'm coming to grips with who I am today right. as a person, okay. how that relates to who I was as a person 40 years ago. Yeah, long time ago. And, it, and it's, 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 um, it's difficult. There is a great deal of introspection, and I need your help. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to help. Okay, cool. So, so really what this is about is uh, me trying to uh, deal with myself emotionally. Okay. Or, and or, and or. <laughs> it, it is a discussion about the X-Men. Okay. Okay. So the X-Men, let's, let's kind of set the stage because yeah. you, you sort of asked, uh, well, you, you were a little bit anxious that I'd put you on the spot. I was. I was worried that I wouldn't have good answers to your questions. The, the, but the weird thing is, I mean, I don't, like, the questions that I'm going to ask you are not factual. Okay. Like, I'm not going to say um, who would win in a fight, uh, Colossus or Juggernaut. Yeah, no, I mean... Although I haven't know. posed that question, how would you answer that? Colossus. Totally at random. Okay. 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 You had a 50-50 chance. Yeah, who okay. would and, win and, and, and you're wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. So... No, but, I, was, I was worried that you would ask, like, you know, questions that required, like, analysis and, you know, okay. the sort of thing that you get when you read... Like sometimes when I watch an episode of Mad Men and then I read the review of it and right. they've, they've taken like a very deep analytical okay. view and it's always things that it's like, yeah, okay, I could see that, but I never sure. ever would have thought of that myself. And so that's what I was worried about. This is not nearly as complex as Mad Men. Yeah, good. I mean, having read Maybe one, having read know, one yeah. issue of the X-Men... Does it seem as complex as Mad Men? No, but maybe, you know, maybe I need to dig deeper. I, I don't know that you do. I don't know that that's what's going to happen. So, uh, so it's not as complicated as Mad Men. It is, uh, everyone will say that, this isn't profound, what I'm about to say. Everyone, like, like, this is the equivalent of Greek mythology or Norse mythology or, or what have you, right. or, or Native American myth or whatever. Um, it is as complicated as that. Okay. On its best day. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, that understood. Uh, I do think that it's important to give you a little bit of background. Okay. Um, because this is important. Because this is the context that will uh, help you understand me. <laughs> That's really because what this is all about. Yeah. That is what this is all about. Uh, that'll help you understand me. Um, and I can't finish that sentence. Okay. Uh, maybe I did finish that sentence context. when I said that. Let's okay. Yeah. So the context on this is, um, it, it, and maybe take a step either further back or, or further towards the present. So it is clear that that comic books and superheroes are inescapable in popular culture. Right. Right, so like the MCU dominates, um, you know, the multiplexes and and and, uh, the, and they are just the biggest element in the cinematic cultural conversation. Say what you will about that. Um, 
weirdly, like the X-Men, they're not part of the MCU. Mm -hmm. And imagine that it's 1980. The Avengers, uh, I don't even know. So the Avengers are not a popular comic book. Right. Iron Man, nobody reads Iron Man. Right. The X-Men was a comic book that I had actually heard of. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was within comic book circles in 1980, the hottest comic book that existed. And, and was that when it started in 1980? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, was that when this issue came out in 1980? This issue came out in 1980. Okay. Yeah. So the issue, again, is X-Men number 138. 138, yeah. And more about why we're starting there in a moment. But the X-Men began in, uh, let's say, 62, 63. I don't, I don't have the exact oh, okay. year. Um, it was one of many Stan Lee, Jack Kirby creations. Okay. And we'll spare the conversation about like who created what, because like Stanley Jack Kirby, um, it was a process. Uh, right now, I think probably the mainstream view is that Stanley created all of that stuff in terms of the uh, the scripting and the characters and whatever. Not so. Right. Um, all right. So 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 Kirby had a look. I'm already digressing. <laughs> I'm um, going to be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be here for a while. It's going to be a lot of me talking. So um, maybe that's a maybe that's not a bad place to start because uh, there is that line between the early 1960s and where we are today in 2020. Okay. Um, it all began when uh, Stan Lee. What is his actual last name? Because it's like it's like Liebschitz. Liebowitz or something. Right, right, yeah. right. He's, okay. Um, I don't know if he's one of you. Uh, Jack Kirby definitely. He's definitely one of your people. One of her, my people. Yeah, yeah. I always assume that Stanley was, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. Yeah. But but he did change his name. Okay. Um, and another digression. So all right. So it started there. Now uh, Lee and Kirby and Steve Ditko and and and, and uh, a number of others created this whole roster of uh, Marvel characters and the X-Men uh, sort of by the time that the early 70s uh, rolled around mm-hmm. the X-Men was not a popular book okay um, and in fact it was I, I don't know what what the exact year was um, I could have looked, looked this up maybe next year. Um, just, just trying this out so 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 the, so the great uh, comic artist Neil Adams did run on X-Men and uh, sort of the anecdote is that Neil Adams who is just one of the groundbreaking uh, artists from the 70s he was talking to the folks at Marvel about about what you know what to work on and he said what is your least popular title mm-hmm. and um, I don't know who he's talking to you know the editor and she said well that's easy the X-Men I'm like I'm gonna cancel it next month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put a stop to it mm-hmm. and say I want to work on that one okay uh, like, like that's how bad it was doing mm-hmm. and so um, Adams did like a pretty pretty successful run there in the mid 70s or mid early 70s uh, but the, then he went on to do uh, Green Lantern Green Arrow and then it was again kind of the doldrums then Chris Claremont comes along, okay. and this is one of the more spectacular creative turnarounds, like in the history. Okay. Of and I'm not taking notes about these names, so don't. Quiz well, me Chris Claremont, you're going to okay. hear a bunch okay. because his he wrote all of the issues that we're going to talk about. So okay. Chris Claremont, you're going to hear over and over and over again. I'm going to say a lot of good things about him. I'm going to say a few not so good things about him. Okay. But right now, the critical thing is he he, la- he relaunched this title. Okay. 
Uh, and then it was like gangbusters. Okay. Okay. And uh, it reached its apex with X-Men issue number 137. Now, what I said to you uh, yesterday, I think, okay. I was mm-hmm. when I asked you to read this, X-Men number 137, it is fair to say, is one of the most significant single issues of comics ever. Okay. It was Action Comics number one, the introduction of Superman, there's like Detective Comics, is, but X-Men number 137 was, was critical. Okay. It was a seismic event. <laughs> you're laughing at this. <laughs> no, no, I'm, you're charming. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Uh, so the story there uh, for, for X-Men 137 is the death of Jean Grey right. or Phoenix. Phoenix was her, 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 her code name. Right. Here, here's, how, here's how significant this is. Um, this story has been retold uh, on television at least once, mm-hmm. X-Men animated series in the early 90s, mm-hmm. Cinematically, non-MCU, but still superhero movies, they've done this story twice. Right, they just did it, right? Yeah, they just did it. They just did it. But they also did like X-Men 3, uh, which was like the worst X-Men ever. They did this story. I've not seen any of the X-Men. Is that true? I don't think I've seen any of the X-Men. Not with me, you haven't. Not with me, you haven't. Um, Which means that I No, no, that's not true. You've seen X-Men First Class with me. That's the one where they shoehorn the, the Cuban Missile Crisis mm, into... I must have slept through that. You may have slept yes. through that. Okay. So the Dark Phoenix Saga right. is how we describe that. And so it appeared first in uh, you know, the X-Men culminating with X-Men number 137, mm-hmm. uh, this, this earth-shattering thing. Now, why are we starting with 138 <laughs> rather than 137? Right. A um, couple of reasons. Here's the first one. Uh, the practical one is if we start with 137, then we got to go back we to like... start with one. Well, no, no, no. You, you can start with like um, words family, like, like 130 or 127 okay. or something like that. But when do we pick that up? Right. Because uh, you have to kind of follow uh, that, whole, that whole story arc. So if we start with the 137, then, then we can't start with the 137 right. because... Uh, it's like watching the last 15 minutes of Star Wars. <laughs> what, what, what is going on? So 138, huh. uh, it, it, where there is like a clean break. Right. This is the day after this uh, incredible disruption. The other reason why we start with this is that's where I started reading. Okay. I had seen a couple of other issues of mm-hmm. the comic. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm eight years old. Right. Uh, it's 1980. Yep. It is 1980. Uh, so I was born in 1972. Yep. <laughs> now, um, I'd read a couple of others, and I knew that this thing had happened, but I had never read X Men 137. And it was years after mm-hmm. I read X Men 138 that I finally read 137. Yeah, yep. yeah. I knew what had happened, but I didn't know how it happened. Anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, more on that later. So 138. That was like the first issue that I bought. And kept and like what you, I, what you paid for it. I, I paid the cover price, which would have been fifty cents. And so, so, so we're, we're opening this up. Ba-ba-ba. Read now. Where did it say? Read now. Read now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so fifty cents. Uh, I paid for this. Um, quick aside. 
X-Men number 130 I had read before, and X-Men number 130 uh, I got like as a three pack. Mm -hmm. This is a thing. Uh, they would have like one good title and then like two shitty two titles. <laughs> yeah, two <laughs> shitty things. So like X-Men number 130, I probably paid like 55 cents for that and like an issue of Howard the Duck and like the <laughs> Micronauts or you know, you know, some, some, some crap like that. Okay. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. All right, good. So long story short. Too late for that. Too late for that. We begin with X Men number one hundred thirty-eight. Yep. Okay. Uh, hopefully, the only other thing that I will add. So, Chris Claremont is writing. He's been writing uh, the title for a couple of years. Um, important notes about Chris Claremont: English. Okay. Also, he wanted to be an actor. Okay. Uh, and I think he did do some acting, like, like Bill Graham, you know, Bill Graham, the promoter for the mm -hmm. Earth. Like, like he had wanted to be an actor, mm -hmm. but like he, he did something else instead right, because instead. He, it's hard to be an actor. Yeah, it's hard to be an actor. Okay. Chris Claremont wanted to be an actor, uh, but, but he, he fell into writing. Uh, fell this into writing wasn't his first issue. No. Okay. No, 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 no. And this wasn't even his first comic. Okay. Like he, he did some work on uh, Power Man and uh, I don't know what, it, but a um, bunch of other shit. Okay. Um, all right, so Claremont, we'll have more to say about him later. Uh, the only thing I'll say about like his, his acting interest in his background is uh, one of the things that he does very, very well is very, very typical Marvel. The characters all have inner lives. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot more than I'm a, I'm a hero and I'm punching right, somebody. Right, this happened and this okay. happened, yeah. Uh, and, and he was very, very uh, into that. And, uh, mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why, the, why this this comic kind of landed. Mm -hmm. Art is by John Byrne, mm -hmm. also not an American. Okay. He's a Canadian. Oh. So, you know, to, to Anglophone non-Americans. Right. Okay. <laughs> Which is neither here nor there. All right. So here we go. And at some point I'm going to stop talking. Okay. No, you're fine. I mean. Okay. Um, I'll say John Byrne, one of my absolute favorite artists. Artists. And this is this is like peak John Byrne mm -hmm. this time. I mean, he went. He did a really great run on, on Fantastic Four, uh, and some other stuff. He did the, the Superman uh, kind of reboot for for, uh, for DC. But this, to me, is like peak John Byrne. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that, dun, dun, dun. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. And I'm going to say you 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 read X Men 138. Yes. You've already established that you don't like comics. <laughs> dislike comics. You don't dislike I'm them. Agnostic. Yeah. How do you feel about the country of Indonesia? I think it's probably a lovely place. Have you ever been there? No. Have you ever eaten any Indonesian food? Maybe. Do you know anyone from Indonesia? I don't think so. Okay. I have no okay. negative feelings towards it. Right, so your feelings about comics are similar to that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you were married to an Indonesian, you'd probably think, I'd "Hey, Indonesia is great." I'd be into Indonesia. Yeah. Right, and you're married to a comic book guy. Yeah, but it's taken me this long to read a comic in our marriage to be fair close to 13 years yep. okay cool so give me your thoughts <laughs> um i thought that it was it, it was fun i had fun reading it i thought that the um you had sort of given me a little bit of the background so i didn't start out confused or i didn't start out like as confused as i had maybe would have been otherwise um 
I thought that visually it was super cool. Like yeah. there were, okay. you know, any number of, of um, frames, pictures, sure. uh, pages, whatever that yeah. would be, you know, that I thought would make like the a layout. cool yeah. poster. Okay. I would happily yeah. put in my house. They had lots of like cool motion. Um, I thought the story was hilarious. In, hilarious yes <laughs> like okay. in terms of the um the number of of, of sort of trials and travails that okay. they had gone through to get to that the summer and you know those like as they kept summarizing it i kept being like okay surely now now she died oh no no then okay now <laughs> okay, okay. You know, now things are looking really bad at one point i actually thought she had died and then right. I went back and had to no, realize no, that she, she actually, actually hadn't, hadn't died. Okay, okay. Um, so you've hit on something kind of fascinating. Yeah. And this is one of the, one of the reasons why I, I think this is not a bad one to start off with. Um, so let's just state for anybody who hasn't read this. Um, issue 138, Jean Grey has died. And the entire, episode, the entire issue rather is uh, Scott Summers, uh, Cyclops, Jean Grey's boyfriend, Introspecting, right. introspecting, yeah. summarizing, <laughs> and, and then introspecting. Basically, some more. in a in a very linear way, yeah. <laughs> narrating yeah. everything that has ever happened to him. Yeah, and so so it, it's not so it's a fantastic way to begin because like like, like if you've never read the X Men, we're going to get you caught yeah. up. But. When you say like, well, surely this is this must the, be it. as they as they enumerated yeah. all of these things. So, so in a way, it's kind of meta. Yeah, this issue mm -hmm. where a, a, a very superficial read, which is what I would have done at eight, it's like, oh man, this is oh boy, and like, like oh, all this stuff, man, all this cool shit happened, and like, oh god, I wish I had like every issue so I could go, <laughs> I can read that. As I read, when I read it as a grown-up, I'm reading it like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bad things happened. And also it was, yeah, like, like a lot of... Fucking kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Just when do you, when do you How stop? How do you keep going? Yeah. Right, right. But also the sort of inexhaustible um, reading about all the, all the bad guys. So the sort of yeah. inexhaustible pool of like bad guy Magneto organizations and, and, the and, and the number of and, times that they yeah. can come back but also just like the very impressive to think about it from like an imaginative standpoint you know yeah sort of cast of bad guys it's right. like it's you know he, this you know he was subject to this this thing and then he turned into this thing with like a, a lizards like a pterodactyl head oh sorry you know, yeah. yeah like there's yeah. just a, there's a reading it as not having read the whole thing up until then and just taking it on its own it's like there's a very very deep pool of imaginative bad guys yeah. <laughs> that that kind yeah. of appear that someone has to have thought of and illustrated right. and, and all that and that was kind of neat okay okay and and now you have read michael chabon's amazing adventures of cavalier and clay so I, a long time ago uh but but you you know you know the scene in that book that i'm gonna reference maybe not uh so i don't remember the names of the characters but like, like uh, the two with the cousins or brothers the, the cousins they were I remember, I need okay to whatever that. um all right don't shame ask on me us. any other shame questions about that book uh, okay uh, the book is it. awesome yeah. and, and I, it, it's been 15 20 years since i've read the book mm -hmm. or, uh, but, but i need to read so they're walking on the street and they're trying to create a character and uh how does he phrase it is it like what is the why yeah 
what is the why? It's like, you know, it doesn't matter if he like, like if he's made out of plaster or if he can turn into a can of fucking corn. <laughs> yeah. So uh, important point being, and, yeah. and, and, and Chabon is somebody who who understands comics and he's very, very simpatico to that. Um, but generating. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like a lot of work yeah. to come up with all those, yeah. you know. I mean, on the one hand, it's like, hey, you can look around your kitchen and be like, okay, there's a bad guy. Can of corn. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah exactly. Or yeah, like yeah. Uh, when he's angry, uh, his his body turns into... Uh, Pleather. Know, yeah. Pleather. Blinds. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. he can block out the light. You know? Like, <laughs> blind man. Blind. <laughs> um, Owls would definitely yeah. sit there and just nooting. <laughs> But it feel you know reading it all at once like yeah, that you yeah. really I mean it's it's a little bit silly but it's also like how they okay. really had to you know keep going back to the sort of inexhaustible well right. of ideas for what now for, for how can characters. we keep it fresh yeah uh, yeah I, I really bristled when you said hilarious but 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 now you've kind of won me over yeah yeah because I, I was I, I, like what was funny There's about nothing this? hilarious about this I mean like, serious. Like the whole issue <laughs> takes place at a funeral I mean I get it that you're um, yeah. Okay, can I talk about like, the uh, the splash page? Yeah, uh, because um, is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. The okay, first, the first I, page. I, I, hopefully, I'm getting that that terminology right. But like, the very first page of the splash yeah. page, um, full size thing. Um, one of the things that I love about this, like the, the central character of this issue, is Scott Summers. Right. Where is he on the splash page? Um. Is he you're not even sure. I mean, like, like I get you're, you're not familiar with the characters. Is he but that guy? That guy? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is so, so he's not dead center, right? Uh, on this, um, I was just looking at this the other day, and I'm just I'm so delighted by that mm -hmm. uh, because one of the things that I really love about about the comics that I was reading, um, they lost. Often, yeah, it looked like they did. Yeah. But beyond that, the act of being heroic, the act of of, of kind of crossing that moral or, or, or crossing crossing that threshold of responsibility for others, mm -hmm. um, it was not a self-aggrandizing act. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, often, the Marvel characters are trying to get attention away from themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly in the films, like you see Spider-Man, like oh, I can't, you know, because I, you know, right. I can't, I can't get close to anybody, anything right, right. like that, and, and it's all about like distancing yourself and isolating yourself from this. Uh, so the very first page, like Scott Summers, he is not dead center mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there. He's the most important character mm -hmm. in here. Yeah, and it's all told but, from but, his perspective. Exactly, but but he, you know, he his is not the smallest face on there, but like it, it's not the largest. He's not dead center. So like, like we have to consciously decide to look at him mm -hmm. uh, all of the words there are his mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so, so, so I, I, I love the way that it, it paradoxically it, like it, it passively invites you in mm -hmm. where you have to choose to be with him mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in this um, which is just I'm just going to repeat myself and say hey that's cool it's really cool it's so cool <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but it is really endemic of what I loved about uh, those heroes and, and maybe one of the reasons why, why like they spoke to me mm -hmm. is that uh, they were uh, they were people who, who 
I'm just going to keep repeating myself. Yeah. All right. I all mean, right. he shut seems up, it, throughout the thing. He seems to me sort of, um, you know, like burdened almost. He's by, in a great deal of pain by his heroicness. Like he's yeah. he's tired, and yeah. you know, he's been through all this. And I mean, right. okay, she's dead, but it, you know, even at points prior to that, yeah, it just feels like he's you know he doesn't necessarily want to keep doing this, but he doesn't really know what else to what else he yeah. can do, and yeah. he feels sort of obligated. So you know, he's not like, hey, I'm a superhero. Yeah. Um, all the ladies love things me. are yeah, exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it, it feels like a burden to yeah, all of them absolutely actually. Yeah. absolutely and uh, so that is a thread that runs through a lot of the Marvel heroes mm -hmm. but there is something specific about the X-Men that, that, that I think really made them stand out uh, and it is that they were absolutely outsiders mm -hmm. all the Marvel heroes are people who serve on the fringes mm -hmm. uh, but you know, again, meta. Uh, the people who read comic books are, are the people on the fringes, on the fringes. Yeah. Like, 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 like Anthony Michael Hall, whom you wouldn't talk to <laughs> in high school. Not sure if I would talk to him. In high yeah, yeah. Um, you you, you went married to him, so <laughs> so here we are. But uh, so like the X Men, uh, even among heroes, are on the fringes. Mm -hmm. Uh, like the Fantastic Four or the Avengers, they are people who are public. Right. You know, the, the Avengers like can walk down the street, in order, but like the X Men, they are covert mm -hmm. uh, because they don't want to be seen because the entire world wants to kill them. Mm -hmm. However, the public feels about heroes um, in the Marvel mm -hmm. comic mm -hmm. universe. Um, the Fantastic Four, they're, they're lauded and, and they. But like the X Men are, are, are they are, uh, yeah, the outsiders among the outsiders, mm -hmm. uh, and that was something that I think really, really resonated. So uh, they were the proxy for every um, uh, ostracized class. Okay, yeah. uh, if you're black, if you're gay, uh, if you're whatever, like, yeah. if you're just if you're just just Dorky a eight year old, yeah, yeah, just a socially awkward nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who maybe doesn't know how to talk to girls? Yeah. Uh, they were they were there to yeah. say like you're not alone. Yeah. yeah. And, and so and so Scott Summers and, and the X Men generally, but like, like like Scott and you know Cyclops in particular, is like like this really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. This is really hard, and I'm tired. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right. So what else do we want to say about this? I, I, I feel like I had some, some other thoughts. I'm, I'm going to flip through some pages here. Ba, ba, ba. Okay. Yeah. There's oh the blob. I forgot all about. Yeah, there the were a blob. lot of like at first I was sort of trying to keep track of, uh, of, the, of the bad guys, but then I at one point I was like, how much? How many more bad guys am I going to have to? So I like flip through, and I was only on yeah. page like six, and there yeah. were nineteen pages. I think it, it was right around here. Go back. No, this is like yeah. When the when he's like in the Kazar uh, in the Savage Land, the prehistoric yeah. wilderness hidden in the Antarctic ice cap. At, at yeah, that point, yes. <laughs> at that point, I was like, "How many more baddies?" Am I? But like, the answer is yeah, there are like a 30, lot, thirty more, more a 30 lot more. more. And it's amazing because we don't even get. To, we, I don't know what page we're on here, but like the first ten pages, this is like maybe the first forty issues of the X Men. Yeah. I mean, it's it got a long way to go. Here's the point. other crazy thing about this. So, like, issue number 138, mm -hmm. you're already seeing just how much continuity. It is not even 20 years mm -hmm. worth. And uh, they were bi-monthly for a while. So, let's say, what is the math? Uh, well, it's like 137 issues. Mm 
That doesn't feel like a lot. Yeah. And yet, like, a lot a happened. Lot happened. There. So much happened, yeah. This is 40 years ago, yeah. so the X-Men has been rebooted a number of times. Scott Summers, I'm pretty sure, is still alive. Um, has had any number of relationships, <laughs> other relationships. He's healed. he's healed from her death. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like he's 90 years old by mm-hmm. now. But um, the amount of continuity that they have to keep track of is just astonishing. So this is like a weird uh, other way that it's meta where Chris Claremont almost in a way is kind of like showing off where he's like, hey, look. Yeah. Look at all of these events that took place before I started getting to this. Yeah, I've read all these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm going to honor the continuity, yeah. uh, which is just an incredible challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like like the the movies that we have right now. I mean, like we're, 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 it's like forty hours of footage. I think. Who plays? Call it fifty hours. Scott Summers in the movies. Well, which movies? The ones with Hugh Jackman. <laughs> um, that was the other thing I kept reading and being like when because like the only when X- is you Jack when, when, yeah like yeah, the only X-Men uh, that I yeah, know yeah, yeah, the only character that anyone ever talked about that I even remember growing up when people talked about comics was, was Wolverine. Wolverine yeah okay okay um, so it's like but he doesn't show up until page you know there uh, page yeah. whatever whatever this is in fact uh, as I was reading it I was yeah, just about to hey page numbers in addition to the search function sucking there are page uh, numbers if you hover. I, I, I'm hovering. Oh, I had page numbers on my yeah, iPad. Well, okay, well your iPad. Um, just, I was reading and I was about to. I think you were in your in your office and I was about to be yeah. like, hey, when when, when do we meet Hugh Jackman? When do we meet Wolverine? Because yeah. that's one that I definitely know about. Yeah. And then he showed up like maybe on the next page. Okay, um, who? I, this is awful. I'm blanking on the name of the guy. Uh, I'm not gonna look um, it up. Why is Wolverine the most popular one in the in the? movie culture i don't know okay now he was not just the most popular one in the movie culture he was very very popular in the comic as well because he seems like a minor character here yes yeah okay you're going to see a lot of wolverine okay. uh and, and we'll probably have like a little side episode about the miniseries that claremont did with frank miller the okay. uh the four episode miniseries that'll that'll come up like in i think like issue 169 or 170 okay. or something like that um so I've already answered your question like who, who played uh, Cyclops. Um, he was the same guy that was in that 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 TV show with uh, Christina Applegate. The uh, the women behaving badly who like murdered her husband. Or oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was his name? Yeah. Uh, he looks completely different in that in that uh, Scott. In that wasn't his name Scott in that show? But I don't remember. I don't know his name. That's probably why they hired Steve. Him. Steve. Steve was that's his the name. character's name. Steve. Was the character's name? That in, doesn't help us. Uh, the thing with Christina Applegate. Okay. Okay. Who's Focus. the other actress? Focus. Not Christina Applegate. Uh, uh, Linda Cardellini. That's right. She was also in Mad Men. Yes, she was. Okay, she's a good actress. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So the movies. The movie X Men came out. She was like 99, 2000, something like that. Mm-hmm. They had been trying to make movies mm-hmm. out of Marvel uh, intellectual property for years mm-hmm. and other people have told the story of that like, like better than I could um, when the X-Men came out that was like the first kind of good movie that they had ever done um, no surprise one of the people who worked on that was uh, a, a young go-getter named Kevin Feige mm-hmm. okay. who, who then went on to earn like a sesquillion dollars, a dollars yeah. <laughs> yeah okay and if I had been told 
Brian, if you want to make a, like a shit ton of money, move to Hollywood, get hired on the set of the X Men, yeah. and tell them, tell them that they need to fix Hugh Jackman's hair, <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's more or less what happened. Uh, okay, there's more to it than that. Obviously, I mean, he had, I'm sure he had other ideas. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I don't know where he was for X Men Three, which just just powerfully sucked. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, right, anyway, so then so, yeah. we get to Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Wolverine. He was like a breakout character in the comics. I, I never cared for him. Okay. Actually, when I when I read the comics, uh, I thought he was kind of an asshole. Hmm. And I couldn't understand the attention paid to him. The only person that I didn't like yeah. reading this yeah. was um, Xavier. Professor X? Yes, because he seemed sort of like a, like a sadist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he seemed like he sort of was a like a weird sort of I've got all the puppet, puppet master, puppet master. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he he didn't he didn't seem all that nice. No, um, you're he's he's interesting because in the comics he's almost a peripheral figure, mm-hmm. uh, particularly from this issue onward, um, and he's one of those characters. I'm just not sure that Claremont. Kind of knew what to do, what with, to do him. with him because yeah, he kept like he'd disappear, then he'd come back, then he'd like do some sadistic thing, then he'd disappear again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's like uh, he, he, he's like Coach Taylor, Friday Night Lights. If if Coach Taylor were an asshole, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, he's sort of like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so you didn't care for him? No, I didn't. I didn't. That, that was the only, but the other I mean, subsequent issues you're not going to warm up to. Him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. But the rest of them, I mean, I, I guess I was. Um, I was surprised at the amount of, I mean, I maybe didn't think of that at the time, but now talking to you, um, the amount of sort of introspection that they, that they do, like how much it talks about how they feel about things. Right. I was expecting more just like shoot them up action type stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, So that was kind of neat. that's interesting. Uh, as I've reread them, and I'm like I'm, I'm like thirty or so. I mean, I've already read the issues, but like, like mm-hmm. I'm rereading them, and I'm like about thirty or so issues ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, the moral quandary yep. <laughs> that they have, like like one of the characters, uh, all of these aliens are trying to kill me. Do I kill them back? <laughs> <laughs> and like like that. Like trolley problem <laughs> that they deal with there is is one that I don't think comes through in the films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that is one of the the interesting points of comparison. But looking back on that, um, you know, I can't shake the feeling that that absolutely played into like my moral framework. I, right, I don't want right, to overstate it, yeah. but. Uh, I mean, I mean, the era of causation can go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I kept reading that shit because it spoke to me. Um, mm-hmm. But, but, but at the same time, yeah, like, 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 yeah, I, I read these these things and it's like, you know, killing might be wrong. <laughs> Racism <laughs> is like, bad. At a, at a minimum, <laughs> I I should you know maybe feel bad. Yeah, about yeah. It. If I kill someone, I might feel bad about it. After. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. We're about done. Okay. I think you're, we're, we're going to wrap it up here. I'm just going to flip through some issues. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. All right. So she's Jean Grey. She's Marvel Girl. And then she's yeah, Phoenix. She's Phoenix. Right. Because uh, she was on the space shuttle. Right. Um, 
thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, there's Vindicator, Mesmero, Mesmero, who was uh, like, that was the uh, Spider Man Homecoming Act. Right? Oh, Mysterio. Mysterio. You can see how it. <laughs> okay, mistake. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mesmero, and there's some other people. Uh, okay, da, da, da. all right. So the hell, oh, the Hellfire Club. It's a shame that we're not looking back at those because next time we'll talk a little bit, and by a little bit I mean a lot. We'll talk about the male gaze. Yeah, yeah. In comics, um, John Byrne is a really fantastic, gifted artist. He's horny as hell. <laughs> I mean, read his stuff and like that. That dude. Yeah, I mean, I I, yeah. I was looking for some of that, and I actually I think I got a little. This issue's not that bad. I was gonna say I got less because of that. It's way worse. Yeah, I got those. less of that yeah. than I expected. Yeah. Um, and I also, you know, there was also a lot of like unrealistic male bodies as well. Oh, um, you know. no, no, I disagree. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I've seen, like a lot I've seen pectoral amazing, muscles like that. Yeah, amazing and biceps. And quadriceps uh, like that all the time. But I was, I, yeah. you know, I'm always sort of on the lookout for stuff like that. And you don't need to be on Yeah, the I didn't like, get as much of that as I thought there was going to be. I mean, A, it's comic books, but mm -hmm. like B, it's 1980. I mean, everybody. <laughs> like, just. Like, I was just curious yeah. if I would end up finding it all like super misogynistic, and I didn't really. Here's the crazy thing about this um, it is 100% male gaze. Yeah. Uh, the, the outfits and everything are very much about presenting an alluring physical female. Mm -hmm. They're not misogynistic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, it didn't. No, I mean, apart from, apart from the, the inherent misogyny of the male gaze. Right. The male gaze. Um, the female characters tend to be kind of kick-ass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, in a way that is not gratuitous, right? Uh, not gratuitous. Uh, what's the word? Um, uh, yeah, like like tokenizing, uh, uh, patronizing. Patronizing. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So anyway, yeah, we, we, we saw that. Uh, yeah, the Hellfire yeah, so Club coming up here to where I thought she had actually died. Yeah. Oh, Kitty Pride, by the way, um, from Deerfield, Illinois. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Near from Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. All right. And now she dies. I mean, I'm really from Niles, which is even closer to Deerfield. Whatever, you're from, right like, near you're, you're from like five different yeah, places, yeah. isn't she? In, right. in Greater Chicago. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, not too much with the ellipses here. More on that later. Okay. In uh, Claremont's, uh, the way that he writes dialogue. Okay. So, oh, yeah, here we go. At the last page. Uh, so Cyclops is telling Professor X that he's leaving. Right. Two panels it takes to to say I, I'm I'm parting company with the X Men, right. and like, like like the only person who reacts uh, is Nightcrawler. Scott, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they tend to brush this off pretty easily. That, mm -hmm. that, that is. That they're leaving. I mean, you know, that that ought to be something that takes a long time. Okay. Uh, so I have a lot to think about to get straight in my head. Uh, any piece, uh, I'll keep in touch. Professor X's response. You're looking at it right now. Yeah. Read that to me out loud. I'll, I'll be Scott. You'll be Professor okay. X. Uh, let's see. I need peace. Time to myself for that. Both of which are in short supply where the X-Men are concerned. 
I'll keep in touch. I'll miss you, Scott. So you skipped right over that ellipsis right there. I will miss you, Scott. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did. I'm sorry. Right. It's so far away. Claremont yep. does loads of that. Yeah. And it drives me up a wall. You're my son, my own flesh and blood. I could not be if, more proud of you than I've been the past no, no, days. No, 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 no. I will miss you, Scott. Yeah. It, it's like if William Shatner... <laughs> I will. Oh, I, I did read right. I will that. miss you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> if you were my son, my own flesh and blood. Those okay. things aren't ellipses, but yeah. No, but the, the okay. Yeah. Right. All right. So that's that. So so Scott leaves. Kitty Pride joins, yep, and she's like thirteen, mm -hmm. uh, maybe fourteen. More on that later. Yep. I look forward to that. Look forward to that. Yeah. Great, and I look forward to that as well. Uh, and and that's that. That is uh, the X Men that's, files. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to the X Men files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. <laughs>